A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Data. It's everywhere. It's how we make educated decisions, how we learn about what's working or maybe not working, and even what the latest trends are. But for farmers, data is about knowing how to optimize their yields, enhance sustainability, and really streamline their operation. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report, and Dr. John Jones, Southwest Regional Agronomist for UW-Madison, says data-driven decision-making is reshaping farming practices. He explains how to go about collecting this data and then knowing how to actually use it once you have it. So there are many suites of practices or um, methods or approaches to on-farm research. I would say the the most common data that's collected from a farm um, would right away be the yield data um, when you're harvesting that, whether you have a yield monitor or not, whether you're looking at spatial changes, changes across time, also taking soil samples that'll collect and, and aggregate a database. So I would say the most common data before discussing research is just soil information or and then and then yield whether it's grain or forage yield when we're looking at on-farm research data a lot of the times yield is the most important or the primary metric that you're measuring or, or measured value that you're looking at to identify what happened because of the research was the difference between product a and product b was it a seeding rate difference was it a difference in um, soil samples or uh, or soil variability across fields so the most common data is usually looking at at crop yield um, you can get a little more complicated and then and depending on kind of the intensity of the research or the design look at things like taking plant analysis samples maybe taking soil samples throughout the season or at different times. Um, there's a lot of technology available for autonomous sensors or continuous sensors to take information like weather, soil temperature, soil moisture. Those are available. It's really just depending on how intensive and complicated you want to make your research design. How do you know what numbers are most valuable to be looking at? How important is it to really kind of narrow down exactly what you want to learn? Defining what you want to learn is the first step. Uh, that's going to set you up for your sequential activities within on-farm research and then the hopefully action items you can take out of that research findings. So the most important number that you're looking at or data that you want to analyze is really going to be related to your question. So I would say that, that whatever your question is is going to direct on what the most important number is. If your question is yield response to a given management, then yield is probably the most important thing that you're looking at. If you want to look at your return on investment, investment on a product, then you're going to be looking at your yield, the price of the product, and the difference of that to understand what was the return on your investment of that specific product. Profitability is also really um, really common to look at across fields or across on-farm research treatments. And so really looking at the agronomic measurement of yield and the economic measurement of profitability probably are the most important right off the bat. But then you can also tie in environmental research that's maybe looking at nutrient loss, for example. If you're measuring the amount of soil nutrients left after the crop has been harvested, that's another metric that's really important because it's telling you how efficient you were during the season and how many nutrients are left after the crop has been harvested. How can farmers address limitations or even variability in their on-farm trials, whether that's soil types, topography, or just other environmental factors that could potentially influence their data? How do they make sure that what they're doing is accurate? Some foundational 
concepts or, or components of on-farm research are randomization and replication. That's really to, to ensure that you don't have a bias on where the given treatment or management practice was placed within a field. And replications essentially increase the amount of, of power to a certain extent you can have in your interpretation of the data. When you're dealing with variability across a farm or a given field, setting that design up to make sure that you're not measuring the difference between product A and product B that are in two different soil types. You want to make sure that every treatment is represented equivalently across the variability. And it's really not necessarily about as many samples as you can take. It's the efficiency of those samples to catch the variability. That's a, a, another, I would say, complementary approach to, to on-farm research. So I'm a farmer. I have my data. Now what? What are some key benchmarks or things how do I properly interpret that data that I have? Well, when you're at the point where you've had you've conceived your research design, you've implemented the, the, the treatments or the layout of the protocol, and you've eventually came out of the field and, and harvested the crop and you have the data and information, the next step is usually to double check or identify whether the data has any outliers or trends that maybe will change the analysis you're going to have to do in, in the next sequential step of data analysis. So right away looking at what was the average yields across the field, what were the average yields across treatments, what's the statistical confidence between those treatments as well, what's the variation or the percent change within a given treatment that was applied. Those are all really important steps because you're kind of working through a pre-processing phase of the data to make sure that it's sound quality so you can run a statistical test. A lot of statistics that are run on whether it's replicated on university station research or on farm research, require a certain composition to the data and require it to be balanced in a certain way. If it's not balanced, then you just need to take another step. So that's a way that you, you look at that variability um, or change or, or structure of the data. So the structure of the data is very important because that leads to what analysis you're going to make. So whether you're doing it yourself, working with an agronomist, um, land-grant university representative to analyze the data um, and look at the statistical analysis, that's kind of the next step in understanding, well, what happened? The next step would be to understand, well, what was the power of that analysis? Was it very significant? Was it close to being similar between our two management systems? That's another thing to consider. And then I would say the final step is you look at the statistics and you think, how does this make sense in a real world decision I'm gonna make on my farm? If the statistical analysis um, doesn't necessarily match up with what you're doing in terms of a management decision on yes or no in this, in this regard, just have that conversation with either um, your agronomist you're working with or someone like that to kind of work through, does this result mean I should change something on my farm? And when it comes to those common types of on-farm research, what about who owns that data, who can access it, those questions that are on every farmer's mind? Data privacy and data ownership is very important, and it's something that may change depending on what system you're working with with on-farm research. In general, in the research that's done in kind of nutrient management and soil fertility space, that data and information usually sits with the farmer and whoever the farmer may be working with. So it's kind of a, an ownership of the farmer and then the, the advisor or partner within the process has some ability to work with the data as well. But it's really important if you are a farmer doing on-farm research, have the discussion around data ownership and data privacy. It really doesn't need to be a long discussion, but it's important one to have. 
Is artificial intelligence involved in some of this data collection at all? Artificial intelligence um, may have a place in, in certain on-farm research practices or protocols. It really is going to depend on the complexity that you want to use that for. Is this research going to go into a larger database that's going to feed into some type of modeling effort? Or is the research just kind of feeding into a simple statistical analysis that's going to say yes or no, I should or shouldn't do something? In general, the complexity is going to be dependent on what you want to do and what your end goal is. If you want to use some type of artificial intelligence or machine learning, that's going to be looking at informing the data to collect. Most likely those those type of processes are going to require more data that's going to be needed to feed into that decision. In general, the common theme is the more complicated the objective you want to find and the analysis you want to do, the more data you're going to need. And I would also add that I um, if you're asking the question to yourself, if you're trying to use some of these more complicated analytical techniques, if you have enough data, you probably don't. In your research that you have been doing, what are some key things that you learned or trends that you saw that impacted data collection? Maybe things that worked or things that didn't? I would say the most important thing regarding data collection is that there's a very clean and streamlined process set up from the beginning on how collection analysis and interpretation is going to lay out. That's really the most important thing. You want to identify what what question you're trying to answer up front and that will guide everything throughout the next sequential steps. That was really the most important uh, the most important step in the process is from the beginning identifying what you, question you want to answer and how complicated you want to get. What tips do you have for farmers to best collect and use their data? Are there any tools or certain resources that you've seen that helped or maybe feedback from farmers that you've received that others should know about? There are a lot of resources out there um, about data collection in terms of how to calibrate your yield monitor, for example, on your combine or things like that. Um, a lot of those resources may sit kind of at your local extension service webpage or land-grant university webpage, um, but also a lot of a lot of agronomists and, and ag retailers have that information as well. Um, I would say some of the most, the most interesting resources I found are that there are a lot of open source tools to plan experiments, to, um, analyze experiments, and then just the data that's available. There's a lot of satellite imagery data. There's a lot of either modeled or, or gridded um, weather and precipitation data that could be useful in terms of when you're interpreting your results. So again, the resources are out there, and I would say the, the most important thing to look at when evaluating what resource is going to be useful for you is are you able to contact the, the owner or the creator of those resources and just talk through how that data is collected and how it's available, how that system was developed, and then how you can use it on your on-farm research. That was Dr. John Jones, Southwest Regional Agronomist for UW-Madison. As he said, local extension services, agricultural retailers, and agronomists and more can serve as tools to help you along the way. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.